0: almost there hey folks thanks for tuning into the band podcast i am your sunburn host mike lafferty here today with frequent guest uh, craig campbell how you doing craig
1: good burn victim whoa
0: you doing all right yeah well you know we're closer to the sun here in colorado so uh <laughs> sure hey craig you know what time it is uh it's kickstarter time for me <laughs> it is also cheesy intro music time ah yes so, one second That assures you, gentle listeners, that you are partaking in a high-quality, a high-production-value podcast, the uh, <laughs> finest farm-to-table podcast. Hey, there's our friend, El Bejadente. How you doing, Bear? Good to see you. <laughs> Hello. So, well, hey, let's talk about um, Good Strong <laughs> Hands. It was a very successful RPG you did like a year ago. Uh, it was a two.
1: year, uh, year c- and a half, a little over a year and a half, something like that. Okay. Yeah, it's been, it's been out for a while. It was... Uh, in, in contention for and was nominated actually for a couple of Emmys last um year so in, in august gen kind of last year and we were we talked about that we came on and mm-hmm. uh with me we, you talked to me and uh pete
0: yeah i, I just wanted here? to uh i just wanted to uh refresh it in the memory of our, yes. our, uh, our short remembered uh, listeners. <laughs> um so it, it was inspired by such movies as legend with tom cruise and um The Dark Crystal, and Labyrinth. And now we have a follow-up to that called What is Light Without Dark? And I will share the Kickstarter page, and you can tell us uh, what that's about.
1: Sure. Uh, Well, Good Strong Hands is, you know, the core game. This is a supplement for that, so it requires the core game. Um, um, But with the Kickstarter, you can get the core game. Um, So if you missed out last time, you've got it there. Uh, And the, the core game introduces a bunch of types of folk that you can play when you're portraying these fantastical creatures who are battling to save their world from being destroyed by the void uh, which is this faceless entity of uh, entropy and destruction that comes through every couple centuries and tries to wipe the world out um and so it's the never-ending story it's the nothing right it's the it's just renamed as the void um and the game presents the world of reverie which is the world that these characters inhabit. Uh, What is light without dark uh, introduces various realms and kingdoms that have been torn asunder from Reverie. Because in these ongoing battles with the Void, the Void has won some of the battles. And it's, you know, torn um, realms and kingdoms out of the Voids, thrown them off into the ether, disconnected them um, from the, the world of Reverie and with them, sometimes um, whole people, whole cultures and and kingdoms of people. Um, So the game, the supplement has additional folk that you can play um, some magics and things that you can wield that are kind of lost with them in these other realms um, and then information on those realms themselves. So you can uh, travel from the world of reverie to these other places, um, including information about how to get there and get back um, and what were to happen, and, and and perhaps how, like suggestions, for how you could potentially rejoin these realms with reverie and, and strike a blow against the void by making the world of reverie more whole again.
0: Well, that sounds like a good setup for a campaign. You, <laughs> I'm guessing, I'm looking at some of the uh, folk right here. Let me zoom in. Can you tell us a little bit about them?
1: Uh, sure. Um, the clockworks are uh, Clockwork people who are, they were created initially by the Brownies, um, which is a folk from the core game. Um, And then in time, the Brownies kind of like, you know, released them, let them be, and the Clockworks went off and uh, established their own home and culture. Um, But they also were very wary of the fact that they were kind of created by these other folk and they didn't want to fall to servitude or anything like that. So they kind of insisted upon their own, Home and that home is now kind of off in one of these realms that got torn away. Uh, bogies are uh fey creatures who, um, their uh, their people, their leaders, ages ago made a deal with the void, mm-hmm. um, in to save the entire uh race of, of bogies, mm-hmm. um, and so the void tore their homeland out and put it in this other place. Um, and it wasn't a good deal for them. It's a realm called Nightmare. It's really terrible. Yeah. Um, there are many bogies who are still in league with the void, but many who are now freedom fighting um, from within that terrible realm. Okay. Uh, dragonets are uh, in 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 good strong hands. Dragons are fierce monsters, um, but dragonets are born of the imagination of children who wish to meet a dragon someday. So they're smaller and they're more friendly. Mm-hmm. Um let's see. Uh patchworks are the result of some of these realms that got torn away. There were peoples um who were of different types, and when the realms were torn away, um they got patchwork together. They got mixed mm-hmm. from their lost folk. Um the rootkin are actually uh they they called the, their home is um a realm called Tangle Root, mm-hmm. which is um actually uh tangle root existed has existed alongside the uh reverie all along and tangle root is kind of like the upside down Mm -hmm. the world that exists underneath and upside down to reverie um so it's a rather than being a a a world of plains and mountains and forests and and lakes it's a it's a realm of uh, you know pits and tunnels and swamps um where and the root can live there and then vestiges are the spirits of heroes who fell to the void in the fight on the okay. go, but who are still restless and wish to finish the fight.
0: Oh, well, that's kind of romantic. All right, cool. <laughs> so you are doing really well. Um, scroll up to the top. It looks like you funded almost immediately, and you still got most of the month left.
1: Yeah, funded in the first day. Um, looking to uh, just add some uh, PDF support material stuff. Mm-hmm. um the the game book there the you know the supplement itself is more or less finished it's ready to go um so this will be a pretty quick turnaround for people uh, who won't have to wait months and months for a Kickstarter to fulfill sometimes that happens that's um, always- this one's this one's really very much ready to go I I gambled up front and and I'm just looking to kind of you know cross my fingers and and uh, you know basically get enough backers to kind of reimburse myself and make sure that that' re- you know, it's not actually costing the company money long-term.
0: <laughs> this is the first time I can recall you doing a sequel since uh, Capers.
1: Um, well, I did um, a little uh, supplement for Die Laughing on Backerkit oh, just a little while
0: back. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's okay. That's okay. This is the first time it's, there's been one on Kickstarter for a while. Um, yeah, I did a Die Laughing 2, um, which is just an expansion of Die Laughing with additional characters to play and and monsters to play. Uh, have kill your character um and a few other uh bits and pieces but uh, yeah it's kind of this year is kind of turning into like the year of the sequel um the year of the supplement the year of the uh you know this 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 year is going to kind of reward people who have been fans of NerdBurger games for for years because they're getting um support for some of the earlier games
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the system that we use uh, for Good Strong Hands and thus for, for this game as well?
1: Sure. Uh, yeah. It's a it's a uh, uh, custom-developed system for Good Strong Hands, which has now been actually uh, modified mildly and used in a couple of other games. But uh, it's called the Roll Track System, and that'll become apparent from when I describe things. You've got four traits for your character, um, body, mind, charm, and heart and they all kind of, you know, cover what you think they cover, what they sound like. Um, and if you're going to attempt to do something um, where there's a chance of failure, you will make a trait check that, uh, you know, appropriate, whichever trait it is. And those traits will be ranked between one and one to four. Um, and you'll roll a number of D6s equal to that rating, um, shooting for target numbers of four or five or six, depending on the complexity of what you're doing. Uh, and... If you, uh, in conjunction with that, there's, with the role, there's, your, your character has uh, three tracks, which are basically just pools of points, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the skill track, um, and if you fill the skill track up, you advance your character. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the spirit track, which is a currency that you can use to, you can spend that, those points to gain bonuses. You can gain extra dice. You can use it to activate abilities, um, things like that. And then there's the shadow track. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, if you fill that up, um, you gain a corruption uh, where so, the where the the void um, basically uh, the, the the void tries to turn you into a um, a servitor of it. Um, and so, so when, it
0: gets to the old dark side points. Yeah, <laughs> kind of.
1: When you're making trait checks, um, if you if you get if you roll your your d, multiple d sixes, if you get no successes. Um, mm-hmm. You, you fail at the thing you were trying to do. There's a complication that propels the story in some way. And then um, you mark the skill track. So failure leads to advancement. Um, if you succeed and get one success exactly, you do the thing and you mark a spirit. So you gain that currency. And then if you succeed with two or more successes, um, you succeed to do the, you know uh, to, you, you perform the task and mm-hmm. then you gain a boon, which is like you do it better, you gain something extra. And then mm-hmm. you also mark a shadow because when you do something really wonderful like that, the void notices you trying to be a hero mm-hmm. um, and um, seeds you with this shadow, with this you know spark of corruption. And as you build up the, the points in shadow, eventually you'll gain a corruption. And corruptions are, a, they're a power that you can use, but there's a cost to them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're usually pretty ugly. Um, and uh like the corruption gaining corruption becomes kind of a spiral toward losing your your character so you have to be careful
0: <laughs> understood uh just uh put the link for the kickstarter in the comments i got scrolling on a banner below but if you're listening to us on itunes you can't see those things so <laughs> uh tinyurl.com slash light without is how you can get to this kickstarter uh fully funded I'm knocking out stretch goals right now 24 days left as of today which is april 30th so um Jump on the bad wagon. It is definitely a good time. Uh, fun system. Really enjoyed um, reading this book. I was a backer on the last Kickstarter. I'd like to chance, get a chance to play this at some point. Maybe one of the, uh, we used to do lunchtime actual plays on the Banff podcast. Maybe we should bring those back. And It seems like I always acquire a bunch of Kickstarter games. that <laughs> Yeah. And then just actually organizing the play sessions for them is uh, a bigger challenge than anything else. So. You,
1: yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I've collected you know enough games that I just never get a chance to play. I, I some of them I read outright. I get you know I read quite a bit. Some of them I just kind of I skim. I kind of get a sense of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, there's there's just too much. There's too much fun. Too many fun games out there, and just not enough time.
0: There's there's a lot of content. That's my my point of view is always to write your games as if they're going to be primarily for a reader audience. Obviously, you want people to play them. But there's so many folks like you and I who wind up reading a lot of our library and not playing as nearly as much as we want that I think you need to make it as enjoyable experience as possible for people who are just you know reading it on the page.
1: Yeah, I mean, that i've I've long been a believer that there there are many types of fun to be had from um a, a role playing game and and playing it is certainly one of them. Reading it is one of them. Just getting into the story. If you if you if the setting is just your thing, you just want to be immersed into a world. There's you know you might maybe you only look at that. Some people just like dig on rules. They just want to read the crunchy stuff. Um, some people just you know they find a, a game that they love. Um, the the concept for and they think the art is wonderful and they
0: love just being able to see all the art. You mm-hmm. know there's a lot of different ways to to enjoy them. Yeah, that's true. All right, so the first stretch goal I'm seeing here is a form fillable PDF character sheet, which is super handy especially in these days of online play can you tell, and awfully close. It's 4,500. And if I'm not mistaken, you are less than 200 bucks away from that right now. So that mm-hmm. could happen in the next day or so, or heck even in the next hour, if we have a you know, particularly large backer come in, can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Uh, well, yeah, for in the game, each of the characters is basically a playbook. It's like the, the book is a six by nine book and it's two pages that describes everything about the character. Um, and this is one of those things that, you know, one of the concepts behind developing the game was to make it so that you could, you could generate a character, um, as a player in like five minutes. Nice. Um, so you've got like everything compact for like this type of character can do all of these things. Here's everything on mm-hmm. those two pages. Um, so you can, you, you know, you assign some points, make a few choices and, and you're off and running. Um, and so, uh, we did that with the, the, uh, core game, uh, core game folk as well. And we're going to, you know, looks like we're gonna, we'll do that with these two, where we'll basically create a form fillable version of each character sheet. So you've got like, you know, box, you can fill in the numbers and you can check boxes. And especially for a game where you're, you've got these tracks that you're constantly marking and unmarking um, check boxes. It's handy to be able to just do that quickly rather than, you know, constantly scraping uh, paper off of <laughs> off of the page with erasers
0: understood that's pretty cool um so are the future stretch goals that have this still kind of tbd or can we tease some of those to our uh, uh there
1: well I'm, I'm toying with a couple of ideas um there's there's nothing that's going to add page count or content to the book because uh you know that turns into you know nothing that's going to take time to design and play <laughs> test or or layout and edit and all that sort of thing so because we're looking to kind of turn this around as quickly as we can um so the book is 80 pages, um, mm-hmm. which is pretty solid for a nice little supplement. Um, but you know, there there may be something coming down the road. I'm gonna kind of see how everything goes and what uh what might be a, a fun stretch goal to throw in there.
0: Oh sweet. Sounds awesome. Well, hey, once again, folks, ten lightwithout slash light without is where you can find the Kickstarter. You can also just go to Kickstarter and search for what is light without dark, and it shows up right there. 24 days left, already funded. Craig makes fun games. You should check this out. You won't regret it. Um, Craig, it's really good having you on. I've uh, been so chuffed with your success over the last few years. Uh, congratulations and everything going so well for your company. Well,
1: thank you, um, and I, I appreciate that. I'm thank you for for backing um, some of the games. I know you've been uh, a very big supporter um, with uh, with backing and with just general um, kindness um, on the social medias and everything, and having me on the uh, the Bamp podcast every so often. Um, yeah, it's it's good stuff. Uh, I'm I'm pleased with how this is going. This is one of those things that I say, you know, like every designer says, like they love all their games,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, all their products, all their supplements, everything. They love them all equally. But Good Strong Hands is kind of the baby that I love the most um, because <laughs> well, if, it, you're being, if you're being honest, there
0: is always one. But yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and it's I I've come to recognize um, a. You know, some of the reasons why and the one of the big ones is that um, I didn't play RPGs when I was in high school and junior high and everything. It took until college before I did that. And that happened in the 90s. Um, but I was I really enjoyed these 80s fantasy movies. Um, and, you know, it was my love of those 80s fantasy movies that then made me think when somebody introduced D&D to me, um, that, oh, I'm, I'm going to try this out because I love those movies. I'll, I'll play this game and see what that does. And and that turned into a roller coaster of all sorts of different things that happened that ultimately led me to um, designing my own games. And so like having good strong hands kind of be the homage to sort of the thing that started it all mm-hmm. um, when it came to uh, uh, fantasy stories. Uh, and like no- I no- wanted to do a supplement for very long, you know, all, all along. And I was always kind of not sure um, and then it got nominated for an Emmy and I was like, ah, screw it, pull the trigger, let's go. Um, so got this into production like right after Gen Con last year, it was kind of a fast tracked mm-hmm. project.
0: Oh, sweet. Are there any fantasy movies or uh, other content you're into right now these days? Oh boy, what am I into right now? I
1: actually was watching The Two Towers today. Um, <laughs> Uh, which I, you know, go back and revisit those, the, the Lord of the Rings stuff every so often.
0: You um, know, in my head that just came out a couple years ago.
1: Yeah. No kidding. It's been 20. Yeah. <laughs> um But uh, I think this, the, 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 the genre stuff that I'm most into right now lately has, has been supers kind of stuff. You know, I'm watching, you know, like I'm, I don't watch everything that Marvel puts out, but I've been watching um, a fair amount of the Marvel stuff. I've, I've watched the boys, um, which is an acquired taste or perhaps not a taste. That's not everybody wants to necessarily have, but um, so I've watched, you know, I've been watching that um, fantasy movies. And I'm like, you know, I, I watch, uh, I've seen all the big franchise stuff. That's the, that's kind of the weird thing with, with uh, fantasy movies nowadays is mm. that there, it tends to be franchise stuff. There's like, you don't see the one shot fantasy, um, just kind of out of nowhere movie, or at least it doesn't get as big. You know, it doesn't get as widespread of a release as what you had in the 80s when that's kind of all you had.
0: Yeah, you just get occasionally a weird little movie like Sword and Sorcerer or Crawl or Oh God, I'm trying to remember this one. About Willow.
1: It. I mean, yeah. Willow suddenly got some love with a, with a with a short series, um, mm-hmm. but you know, Willow is one of those movies that inspired all of this with Good Strong Hands as well.
0: Did did you see the streaming series on
1: that one? I started to watch it and I kind of fell away from it. I will almost certainly return to it at some point when I'm ready to just kind of sit down and punch through the whole thing. I've I've hit this time with my life where it takes the right show for me to be a weekly watcher. You know, if I'm going to get into something and watch it weekly, I did that with Quantum Leap with the re, with the, the the sequel kind of follow up series for quantum leap i was watching that every week Mm -hmm. rather than waiting but a lot of with a lot of stuff i wait until it's all available and then i kind of binge through a few episodes at a pop here and there and just kind of crunch through it all in a couple of weeks um so that's probably what's going to happen with the willow series is all at some point i'll be like okay i've got a weekend i don't have a lot going on there's like what six or eight episodes and i'll just i'll punch through the whole thing
0: I appreciate that. I was listening to this novel lately in Audible, and it, um, I won't say it reminded me of Strong Hands, but it's um, maybe, uh, it's kind of a cozy feel-good fantasy about a an <laughs> retire and run a coffee shop. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's, um, I'm not sure it's. I mean, the great thing about the fantasy genre, uh, author Travis Baldry, I mean, it's very flexible and it's been, I mean, there's a million different variations on it, with different kinds of flavors. And this is definitely more of the cozy, you know, Jessica Fletcher, you know, she's, sure. out, you know, kind of, you know, kind of vibe. Um, you know, there's a whole chapter about, hey, they find a ratkin and he's their baker and uh, he's a genius. <laughs> it's, um, you know, it's low stakes for the most part, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, I have some friends who are very disdainful of that kind of stuff, getting into the fantasy genre. But you know, it's uh, it's a flexible genre; it can handle all kinds of different sorts of stories. So uh, that's
1: that's that's the that's the case with a lot of genre stuff, like supers and fantasy and sci-fi. Is you know, there's really no such thing as a fantasy movie. There's a drama that is in a fantasy world. There's a comedy that is in a fantasy world. An action movie that is in a fantasy world. Yeah, um, it's more right. it's more a setting than anything. And you can you can have great drama yeah. with magic and monsters. You can have great drama with spaceships and yeah. warp drive.
0: Well, I mean, there's been a subgenre of murder mysteries for a year called, years called Cozies. Sure. Which, uh, you know, it's like Jessica Fletcher, but in written form. And this is kind of that treatment, uh, you know, for uh, for fantasy. Actually, it's a lot like that, oh, that 2000 movie Chocolate. Um I think it went on Oscar, but everyone seems to have forgotten about it. Yeah, uh, sure. uh, this lady comes to a harsh uh, town in France and she opens a chocolate shop and she befriends the locals and Johnny Depp shows up as a river gypsy and they have a little romance, and that's pretty much the entire movie. Um,
1: <laughs> there's
0: one fire at one point, and that's the you know obligatory source of drama. But um it's the same kind of movie, but same kind of story, but then in fantasy. Anyway, that was a tangent. I apologize, sir. Well,
1: no, it's um, okay. It's like a slice of life movies, uh slice of life stories where it less less about the uh like the big character arc or whatever or the big action thing or the you know the big conflict it's more about like just seeing a snippet of these lives
0: yeah i think there's room for those stories kind too. of going
1: on that trip for a little while
0: yeah and i i mean if i am get critical there's an awful lot of fantasy that's about oh we have to save the insert blank because of the blank and, yeah um you know it's <laughs> nice to get things that are got kind of a smaller focus but anyway, uh, folks, check out Craig 6 I'm going to back it here once we sign off. Uh, Craig, always a pleasure talking to you. Any closing thoughts before we wrap things up?
1: Oh, boy. Go back and watch those 80s fantasy movies. Go back and watch The NeverEnding Story again. Um, I, ha- I had a good excuse to to rewatch a bunch of those when I was designing Good Strong Hands. It's been a couple of years. I may go back and, and rewatch them and a couple of them myself.
0: Um, it's definitely a good way to spend an afternoon. Yeah. All right. Well, on that happy note, uh, folks, thanks for checking out the Banff podcast, and we will catch you next time. See ya. Bye.